Welcome everybody to the first ever episode of Apasha Yid. We have a Chashiv Bacher with us today, Idan Malka Shlita. And I just want to start off because the title of the podcast is called Apasha Yid. And I got a little bit of hate mail. Not 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 really hate mail, but people people have been asking, like, isn't it insulting to call someone like Pashit or simple? So are you insulted by that? No. Because, to be completely honest, I think there's nothing wrong with being simple, because I think most people are simple. Not simple as in a bad way, as in like a bit like, like, like stupid, but simple in the terms of not everyone is the most extraordinary person that learns for 23 hours a night and day, like of Chaim Kanievsky, or can be a God of the door. Not everybody's like that. The majority of people are, you know, balabasim, that do their best and and exceed and and do wonders, but maybe a little bit of a smaller scale. So if people hear the word Pashut and think lesser, I think it's more like a reflection on themselves to a degree. Oh, no. Okay. That's uh, that's beautiful. And also, Rabbi Nachman, I'll just add, Rabbi Nachman says, he says that he's jealous of uh, of Erlich Hayyidin, that people that are called Erlich Hayyidin, that are just, they're just Jews, and they're, and they're just living with Hashem, they're living lives that are with Hashem. And... He says that he's jealous, that he's jealous of these people. So, yeah, again, it's a beautiful thing. And thank you so much for uh, for agreeing to be the first person. And that leads me to my to really my first question, which is, I asked a few people uh, before, and again, there's a brand new, there's a brand new project, brand new thing. No one really knows what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen with this. And yet you were like, gung-ho, you were like, all right, I'm in, let's do it. So, like, why were you so ready? Uh, I think mostly because I'm very comfortable expressing myself. Okay. And, uh, like in terms of expressing like what I've been through in my journey, uh, and I guess quote unquote selling myself, it's something that I've become decently aware of and good at. So I have no issue sharing, especially if sharing could maybe inspire somebody to some extent. If anything, I look forward to doing that. Right. And you, where where did, where does that come from? Like, well, Sorry. Uh, I think because there are people that did that to me. For example, this summer, Zat Hashem, uh, I'm going to be an advisor on an NCSY camp. And uh, a big reason why is because there were people that influenced me through NCSY and really inspired me to take this Jewish thing to the next level and really understand what it meant to me. And if it wasn't for those people... I don't think I would be sitting where I am right now. Right, right. That's awesome. So, so let's take a step back, and so we want let's understand where where you came from, and then you know hopefully we'll see where you're going. So can you just describe how you grew up, where you grew up? Yeah, I was born in Israel. Uh, wow, in Jerusalem. beautiful. Hashem, I can be I can bury be buried here. Wow, like, that's it. That's start here and end here. That's yeah, how, exactly. That's the way to go. So I uh, so. And live here, here if you can. And live. Is that the show? <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Uh, but I was born here. And then when I was about three years old, my parents had difficulty financially. And uh, they decided to make Yerida. And we moved to Las Vegas. Because that is where my grandmother on my mother's side lived. Uh, and slowly, you know, it was difficult, but slowly, my parents built up. And Ruch Hashem, they have been able to get Parnassah. I don't thank Hashem, thank my parents. My father was a very hard worker. But uh, when I was younger, they tried to put me into Jewish schools. 
and it just didn't work because Ashkafically, some of the schools weren't where my parents held up. Uh, we were Tzfardi and they were Ashkenazi. And they have tended to be uh, like a little bit lesser on the secular level. Like their secular studies were a bit lower. So my parents valued having a strong secular education. So because of that, I ended up going to public school. So from about third, fourth grade onward, that's where I was. Uh, and uh, I strived my best to try and be unique, but that basically fell apart. Meaning, um, like, keep your Yiddish guy going strong. I mean, like, we kept Shabbat, we kept Chagim, we kept Kashrut, uh, but, but in terms of, like, self-pride, like, I didn't really have... It wasn't like I was proud to be Jewish and proud to be Israeli and proud to, like, have this title, but not proud enough to let other people know it and display it. So I didn't wear a kippah, I didn't wear tzitzit, and I didn't do that. So if you walk, like, if you walk into like just a random room, like of one of my classes I was in, you wouldn't have like picked me out as like the Jew. You wouldn't have known. Right. So it wasn't until about ninth grade I got involved in some youth stuff, Jewish youth stuff through Chabad, um, which got me a little bit into it, and I became like a little bit involved in the leadership area there. And then in about the middle of my sophomore year, I really got into NCSY. Uh, then COVID happened and, you know, I was still involved with NZSY. We did like Zoom stuff and eventually I became on the regional board. That really pushed me. What, is, what does that mean? So every single um, chapter has okay. their board and then the region is made up of those chapters where they each send members. And then there's technically a national board, which I also got to, where every region sends a person. Wow, <clears> so <throat> you, were, you were like, you were like top dog. I guess you could say that. <laughs> so I got involved with NCSY a lot. And then by end of my junior year, I went to NCSY Kolal, which really changed my life. How did you end up in NCSY Kolal? My director of, uh, my NCSY director, Moshe Borvik, uh, said that it would be really cool. You'd spend six weeks instead of four weeks. Because there are some programs that spend four and three weeks in Israel. And this was six weeks. So I didn't really care about what was happening in the program. Even this one wasn't co-ed. This one was just only boys. I didn't really care. I'm like, six weeks or just four weeks in Israel. Obviously, I'll take six weeks. So I took six weeks, and it changed my life. It like made me go from being Jewish as part of me to I am a Jew. Uh, did you have any idea what you, were, what you were getting yourself into when you went to Kolo? Not really. I'll be completely honest. Almost not at all. Wow. I thought I thought it was the same. I thought it's a bunch of Orthodox Jews. I'm an Orthodox Jew. I keep Shabbat. I keep Kashrut. I didn't learn at all. I didn't, I, none of that stuff was like in my field of view at all. So I thought, you know, it's like sometimes I don't daven, so I'll daven more. That's about it. That's all I thought it would change. Like a whole new world of what it meant to be Jewish. My eyes like were open to. It was insane. Can you, can you pinpoint maybe one or two things that really uh, changed and, and like opened your eyes? To... Um, well, there were, well, having a connection with the Rebbe was something that was big. Because before that, like, I had my shul rabbi, who, like, could never really answer questions. Uh, <laughs> no offense to him, it's just that, it's just like, you know, some people are better. Uh, so, I I formed connection with Rebbeim, um, that I, that was not something I really knew people did. <clears throat> and then, um, to a degree, there was a couple of, Rav Berg there, who was actually at this yeshiva, he was at Nesayaswaikola and he gave a night to that really blew up my mind, uh, bringing concepts from Tanya and Chasudith and Pnimbota Torah, like the inner depths of a Torah. And then also, like, the first time being exposed to Gemara and, like, 
like I, funny enough, first uh, Gamara I was exposed to was Bavakama, like Boren Shore, and I'm like, who cares if like you're sure like like no one has oxes, who cares? Right. Like it was just fascinating. Like there's something I've never even heard of these concepts. I never even heard of where like things I was learning about in like Aramaic, like things I didn't know. It was just like I thought I knew what it meant to be Jewish, and the biggest thing about Kola is that I walked in thinking I knew, and I walked out realizing I know nothing, which happens to be in Sikhotaran. Like, you know, okay. Which we had the we had the privilege to learn together. Yeah, wow. the privilege to learn together. So Incredible. The more I I learn, the more I realize I don't know, and that right. was a big reason that drove me forward. Uh, that's awesome. And so, okay, so you had this, I would say, transformative experience, right, in Kolo, but now you're going back home, you're going back to school. So when you came back, how what was that like for you to go back to public school? It was uh it was difficult because uh. Like to be in a Jewish environment to something that like, I think lots of people take for granted. Like there's just like the way people talk to each other, things, the slang, saying psh, or, or Hashem, or like, or like just like like Gehela got like things like common terms and slang that people like Yeshivas people throw around. Uh, like it's not something that you can say in public school. Like I, I, I sometimes I get so used to it at the beginning of the school year. Like someone would do something, I was like psh, and everyone gave me a weird look. They had no idea why I did that. And I'm like. I don't know. I didn't. I had nothing to say to them, um, but like so, I, something I was took a little bit a while to get used to, but I decided to go back in wearing tzitzit and kippah. So every single day of school for that, this is my senior year. I wore tzitzit and a kippah, uh, and it was it felt right. You know, sometimes the biggest reason why I didn't is because I was scared to express like my true self. So NCSY Cola really gave me that boost to be like. Not only should you not be scared, but you should be proud and, and excited to share yourself, who you are to the world. So it was a bit difficult because, I mean, like other than slang, people don't get some of the things you do. Like sometimes I would wear, I put on my tefillin at school because I, I, I missed it. And the people were, they were so confused. And people would walk up to me and be like, are you okay? They would ask me questions like if I was okay. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm just doing this thing that Jews do. And they're like, okay. And they would just give me weird looks and sit back down because they just had no concept so they were were they accepting was largely, there, was there yeah. a little bit of, was there any pushback uh happens to be no like when i was younger like and i never expressed anything i was bullied uh for being jewish but like when i was like funny funny enough when i was older and actually really expressing it then no one said anything oh wow I'm not sure why but it's, i don't know but so right. there was people were accepting like i was showmare and like uh, like the gr- some girls would just walk over and like touch you and like I told them you know respectfully like it's religious and please don't and they were like oh of course they were very very like open to not doing that I'm like okay like if that works it works I'm saying that that takes a lot of courage like to be right we're Ivrim we're, we're we're on the other side and to and to really do that that's that takes a lot of courage that's incredible Hashem Hashem I've uh like as you said cold help but a big part of it is my parents like they Maybe I, it took me time to realize to express it, but my parents did raise me with a certain sense of being Jewish is who I am, and that is the, I don't know, essence of who I am, even if I didn't realize how to properly express it. Oh, okay. And so now you're you're in public school, you're trying your best to uh, to express yourself and and to, and to stay strong and and do as many mitzvahs and, and be you know be shomer Torah as much as possible. And as you said, there there are many challenges. Now that you are where you are, do you think in any way that that past has helped you um, and shaped you 
to, to be who you are? Are there things that you take from there and bring it um, into, let's say now you're in a mainstream yeshiva, uh, fully orthodox, learning three star a day. Are you, are you still, are you still drawing from, from there, from your past? Yeah. I would say the biggest thing I learned from being in public school was that uh, I got comfortable being uncomfortable. So like, I guess that would be a, one of the very first question you asked me, why was I so okay with this, of being like the first person? Because I have no, I'm very comfortable to be in places you shouldn't be comfortable. So it's something that like, like when they said that, you know, you're gonna be learning a lot, and it's gonna be a strict schedule, it's gonna be this and that. I was like, it's the right thing to do. So if even if I don't like it, I'll figure it out. Happened to be I like it. Um, but if I didn't, I'd figure it out. I've always, that's something that I, I take with me now. That I'm always comfortable no matter where I am. So coming to a place where I knew absolutely nobody because everyone's in town or whatever, even out of town, they're kind of in town. I was, Vegas is, no one knows anyone from Vegas. So coming here and knowing literally nobody, I was okay with because I knew I'll figure it out. I'm very comfortable not being comfortable. And that's probably the biggest thing I can take out of that. So whatever environment I am, while I was in the CSY, like I, I became the president of the national board and like you were, as the president, you had to like get people hype and really into it and stuff like that. And sometimes it's not the most comfortable thing to get up in front of like a bunch of strangers and just like, like scream and shout and be crazy and like get them hype. It's not something that's very comfortable, but you know, I developed a part of me that could do that. That could be uncomfortable and be okay with it. I'm just saying, I think sometimes in like, maybe like towards the middle of afternoon Seder, where like things are getting a little, a little schwach in the base, maybe, maybe you should get up by the bima and just like <laughs> on the chair, on the chair and like just go get, get wild, get, get everyone hyped. I think, I think it would help a lot. <laughs> um, I would love to see that. Uh, so, so now you've, you've mentioned NTSY a lot, how, how you, you were really a part of NTSY and, and you know, you became... Uh, the what was it? The board board leader, national board president, the dictator, yeah, no, something, no, something no. like that. I didn't have that much power. <laughs> um, and so you 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 have that perspective. You were in NCSY. There are a lot of people, let's say in in where right now we're in Mivasar, a lot of guys who are thinking about either being Madrichim on on different NCSY programs. There are people that are just interacting with with let's say people that were less affiliated um, right now that are. You know, trying to trying to, uh, let's say, enhance their vodas Hashem, and what what do you what do you think these? Why do you think teens are coming to NCSY? What's drawing them to to there besides for the the food and the hype and the chill, and also the people that are that are going to be uh, involved here as as majuchim? Like what what should they know? What are they? What should they know coming in? How can I help help these guys and girls the best in the best way? So it's funny. I was actually talking to a good friend of mine that was in NCSY, and uh, we both were talking about our first experiences. Our first experiences with NCSY were terrible. Both of ours. We went to some event, and there was a couple people that were kind of weird, and the director was like this, like really, like you know, like flamboyant, cool, like 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 hype guy, but like to like a group of like three, four people, and like. We both like remember walking out of it being absolutely confused, like what why did I come to this? And then, you know, we came every single week after that. So I thought I thought I thought we thought about that and we both I like, got to the conclusion that that other than the fact that like yeah, I was small and there were cool guys and directors are really cool. There's something about being with shoes 
that especially when you're not used to being with Jews, like when you're in public school, you don't, you're not around Jews a lot. Like even, even people that, even when you're in schools that majority of them are Jewish, but like not affiliated, there's something different about being with Jews that enjoy being Jewish that sparks something inside of you. So when I saw my director, who was Jewish, he wore kippah, tzitzit out, learned Torah openly, like like he was, he, like a whole point we came and like he would teach us, he'd give us our Torah. And he was so like, like excited to be Jewish. Like it wasn't like something that like, you know, people did. It was something that was like, why wouldn't you do it? They gave a certain like, like, like love and passion for it that you don't, that I don't think people, that I didn't know existed. Like I knew people were Jewish and they liked it. But it wasn't until I got to NCSY and I saw people love it that I was like, oh, this is fun. And so, yeah, people, there were girls, there was food, and there was all these things that drew, drew you. But what made me stay and pushed me was that there was a certain love for Yiddishkeit that I don't think I saw anywhere else. And I would say that my friend would agree with me, that there's a love for being Jewish. You wouldn't, I don't know, you wouldn't, I, I, personally, I've, I haven't seen it in many other places. So to Medrichim, and to people that are trying to get involved, like, and interact with NCSY, whether they're advisors or just, like, you know, they just interact with people that are in CSY, they should know that, like, what's drawing kids is the love for it. Like, like I was just thinking about it. Like, it happens to be every single time I learn something this year, I'm, like, thinking, how can I teach it to somebody to strengthen their Yiddishkeit? So I was thinking, like, sometimes I don't say brachot out loud. It's not because, like, I don't enjoy saying brachot. It's just that you just don't. So I was thinking, like, what if I, I should try and work on that? Like, like imagine if somebody that doesn't know what a bracha is. Imagine if I, like, drank a bottle of water and I scream out the bracha, like, a lot of passion. You know, like, imagine, like, he'd feel like, what's happening? He'd want to know. It'd spark curiosity. And then you could explain to him and he would, he would, he would be informed and it would, it would grow his connection by understanding, like, this is something that's amazing and people love doing. So I'd say, like, for those people, no. They're curious. They don't know what it is to be Jewish, and they wanna, they just wanna know what it is and why people love it. And if you can like explain to them why they love it and why you love it, why that's what you've chosen, maybe they'll choose it too. And I guess that's the whole point of Kiruv, to have them make the right choice. Right, and you'll be doing that this summer, God willing. Hashem. Wow. Okay. So I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm excited to to see what, what you're gonna be doing, and I'm sure you're gonna do amazing. Of course. Hope so. And okay, and so now, now you've transitioned. You made a seemingly a really big transition from Vegas public school all the way across the big pond to Eretz Yisrael. You're in a you're in a three star a day yeshiva. Everyone here pretty much went to mainstream high schools, and you're learning. You're, right, you're learning a lot of hours a day. And so, how, first of all, how has that transition be, have been, and what you know, what do you, what have you learned uh, new in yeshiva that maybe you can you can share with with other people that are listening? Um, at first, it was a bit shocking because uh, like davening wasn't something I did. I didn't have time for it, or if I did have time for it, it wasn't like a. It wasn't like something that like I did a lot, so that was took time getting used to. Still getting used to it to a degree. Um, there's a learning. Uh, that was probably the biggest reason why I came, because I knew nothing and I wanted to learn. So I went from first day. I remember my rev gave us like like five marimakamot, and I was absolutely lost. I was like five things to read, and I was just no idea what I was gonna do. And I opened up the gemara, and I didn't understand a word. 
And now, after, what, five months now of really going for it, now I can open up where he points to it in the Gemara, and I can do a decent job reading. Obviously, I'm not proficient, but enough where it's like, I'm not lost. I can figure out. I know my resources. I know the Rebbeim to go to. I, I've grown a lot. So I went from not knowing anything on how to do, and now I actually know how to navigate. Where's Rashi? Where's Tosfot? Uh, how to look up a Rambam? Like these little things that like you don't even realize they're even on the page. Like when you open it, because it's just like different language, different everything. That I've gone from having literally no concept of what I was doing to now have like comfortable even sitting down opening up a Gemara. Uh, if, if I was gonna say like some of the most inspiring things I've learned, happens to be in Viser, It's a very open environment um, with amazing Rebbeim. I think the most amazing thing I've learned is how Yiddishkeit is personal. I know that's like that's kind of like thing, but like I, I knew that before. But coming here, I, I, still one of my biggest fears was to lose myself and becoming more religious. But like one of the very first Shabbats that we had here, I think it was a Rabban Shabbat. It really like made me realize like you can be like religious and very much yourself. There's no issue with you being a proper Eved Hashem and still having your personality. Do you, do you think a lot of people have that fear? Yeah. And it's, do you think it stops them from from showing up, you know, fully? Probably. I think it's a, it's a really serious fear because people are scared that when they grow, they have to, they have to, to become who they have, they want to become, they have to leave behind who they were. But they forget that there's something in between that connects those two people. And so let's say like you're this really extroverted person and you're scared that to become a religious person, you have to become more introverted and quiet and like team Tsum and like, like this person like you're scared to let go of, of your outgoing self but like there are bam here that are like that that are quiet and like you know and there are bam that are not like that that are very very open and very so so uh, people have that fear that that they can lose themselves and become religious and i think some people do that but i think if you do it right and they're slow and grow i guess like conscious and mindful of your growth I think you can grow and still have your personality and still be you. Like, I don't think people, like, I'm, I'm pretty confident that when I go back home now, Pesach or whatever, I go back home, my parents aren't going to think I'm a different person. They're going to see I've grown and I'm more mature. And, well, and your, your hat makes you a little taller. Your hat makes me a little <laughs> taller, it's true. But uh, I don't think they're going to look at me and think I'm a different person. I'm still me, just better. You know, I've improved. I've grown. I've worked on my middle. It's, it's, I'm still myself though. I, I was a big fear, I would say, at the beginning of the year though. Don't, to lose myself, but I haven't, if anything, I've become more me. Right. Awesome. And we have, a, we have, we have a lot, a lot of time left. So we'll continue and we learn together. So Hashem, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll continue doing big things. Yeah. And I just want to, last, last question, we'll, fi- we'll finish this off. So first of all, I very much appreciate you coming on and uh, and being open and sharing. And the title of the podcast is called Pasha Yid. And, and again, the idea is that everyone has a story and we can learn from everyone. So is there, I don't know, someone that, that you've met, encountered in your life or heard a story uh, from them that has impacted you and, and helped, uh, helped you understand yourself better or grow or change in any way? I think there's a lot of people... I think lots of people, like I, like I was saying in the beginning, that they're like gadoling that people like try and like model themselves after. 
And to a degree, that's the right thing to do. Like, obviously, Gadolim do things the best. Like, that's just what it is to be a Gadol. Um, but I think there's a majority of people that have had the greatest effect on me have been simple people. Like, other than my parents, who obviously had are, like, they're not world-renowned. To me, they are. But, like, those people that are not world-renowned, other than my parents, um, my director and NCSY most Shout out to my parents, too. <laughs> but uh, my director and NCSY, who were, like, is really amazing person really pushed me and had faith in me that I don't know why, but he did. And, uh, advisors I've had in CSY specifically one of them, uh, should I name him? First name, first name. Avi. This guy named Avi. Great guy. Um, really inspired me. And, uh, is, I would say probably the most blueprint of, of like what it means to be a Yid. Like there's very few people, that I'm trying to model myself more than him. He's like, I'm not like, you know, he's a really good guy. And like, uh, he inspired me to, he's part of the reason why I'm at Yeshiva. And he's also part of the reason why I realize people love being Jewish because he loves it. So, and he's not a guttle, but maybe one day he's an awesome guy, but right now he's push it. And he has had the biggest effect on me. Well, incredible. Thank you so much. This is, uh, this is big. This is our first first episode. And I'm in. And Mircha Shem will uh, we'll continue growing, learning in Yeshiva. Continue the journey. And you're an amazing person. So I, I'm sure you'll inspire a lot of people. I'm in. I hope this episode inspires some people. And uh, yeah, thank you everyone so much for listening. And Mircha Shem will be back soon with uh, with another episode. Peace out and peace in the Middle East.